Hello and welcome to an episode of my very inconsistent podcast. I'm Daniel, founder and creative director of an agency in Toronto called Now Creative Group. On this episode, I'm going to be answering a bunch of questions that I was asked while on a panel discussion. The topic of the panel was agency life. So if you're not interested in the agency world or running a business, now would be a good time to leave the podcast. The first question is about choosing to work at an agency versus being an individual freelancer or working in-house um, on a creative team at a, within a business. And for me, I started off working uh, a couple of part-time jobs in-house uh, at a couple of organizations. Um, and then that was while I was a student. And then right after graduating, I started doing full-time freelance work while I kind of got my bearings, did a lot of other nonprofit work at the time, and um, was freelancing. Lived at home, so didn't have too many expenses. So what essentially made me choose the agency world uh, was I was interested in taking on way more projects and a larger variety of projects than being a freelancer or working in-house would allow. Well, there was only about one agency that I considered applying to, um, sorry, that I did apply to after graduating, and that was one that didn't necessarily even have an opening, uh, a job posting. I just applied because I really was interested in their work. And so I don't have that full in-house experience, but over my six years working in the industry, um, owning an agency, plus my freelance time, I have a pretty good picture of what it's like to work in-house. And again, for me personally, I definitely wouldn't um, be able to commit to one brand uh, forever, right? And, And I do enjoy the variety and the freedom of taking on different clients, different projects, you can work in so many different industries. Also, the types of projects can change, whether that be, you know, a web project, a social media campaign or content, or branding and, and design work. So, the main answer to this question is uh, for the variety. And uh, also, personally, I'm probably not uh, patient enough uh, to, you know, just work in house somewhere. Um, and that's it. I definitely need to have, um, you know, that flexibility of being able to take on many projects. And, you know, I like having my hands in different pots, as they like to say. The next question is kind of related to that last one, which is, 
how do you deal with working with multiple brands and changing mindsets from from one brand to the next? So that's typically um, going to be the agency experience because you're constantly going to be juggling multiple projects, multiple brands. Um, so I think this question is not so much about the practicality of it, like the project management and the time management side of things, but uh, more as a creative and um, someone who's actually you know delivering ideas and strategies. Yeah, it's definitely um, a lot to juggle at one time. However, um, given the the scopes and the wide range of clients and projects, uh, a lot of times it's actually helpful and refreshing to switch industries and topics and brands and clients um, because you can come back more uh, inspired or to have a better perspective. And um, I love the possibility of that cross-pollination of ideas or concepts. You know, maybe you solve a, a problem or a challenge for one particular client and you realize that, you know, similar thinking could help you solve a problem or come up with a solution for another client. Um, now, obviously, as an agency owner or as a creative that works in an agency with many clients, you can't be an expert in all those different industries. Um, but what you do tend to learn and observe is the types of communication styles that work and the types of me messaging that might work among different industries and brands. Um, ultimately, in the end of the day, each brand is going to have their own style, their own messaging. Uh, if you have the opportunity to be the one who creates that, then you should have no problem switching between multiple brands because you're very clear on the differences and what that messaging is. Um, a lot of larger companies will also provide you with very detailed style guides, you know, brand standards documents and templates even for work that they currently produce. Um, and so there's no issue whatsoever switching because you have that exact set of standards to work with. Unlearning, that's the next question. How much of what you learned in school actually applies to your day-to-day? -day? So I went to OCAD University. Uh, previously, it was known as Ontario College of Art and Design. Then it became a university, and now it's OCADU. Um, so when I was in school, I learned a lot about the principles of art and design. So you know, things like color theory, typography, you know, throw in a little bit of a mix of the, you know, liberal studies where, you know, we, we learned about some writing and some history and stuff like that. But my background at OCAD was, again, more, more on the side of the visual designs and the theories and, and principles behind that. It wasn't even so much uh, about how to design or uh, definitely did not include anything about how to um, create the software, or sorry, how to use software. And so, yeah, to answer the question, how much did I, uh, how much of what I learned applies to my day-to-day, -day, um, I would say nothing specific, 
But um, when it comes to actually reviewing work as a creative director, I'm definitely able to use those those principles to very quickly evaluate things. I'm able to see things quite quickly where others would not be too sure what they're looking for when they're reviewing it. And that definitely, definitely helps. Uh, and so I take that to my, I take that perspective to, you know, the marketing world and the social media world or the video world. Uh, and I'm able to apply, um, you know, what I've learned through my studies in design. Um, I also have uh, a certificate in uh, digital st- strategy and online communications management. Sorry, it's a very long uh, title there. Um, from UFT, which I took afterwards. And from there, uh, again, same thing. There wasn't many you know, practical skills about here's how to use this particular tool or software. But I was introduced to, you know, a lot of different systems and tools that are available. And uh, most importantly, my favorite thing about this um, course or this program was the discussions with the instructors who were actually out there running agencies um, or had a ton of experience in PR or, you know, people that are at the forefront of, uh, you know, the, the digital content and social media world. Um, So what I learned there was more case studies and and real examples of what brands are doing. Uh, And also we got to evaluate and critique uh, current news stories of what certain companies or organizations were doing in the world of social media. So that hands-on learning, um, sorry, not hands-on learning, but example-based learning uh, based on real current subjects, that definitely sticks more for me than just reading, you know, some uh, principles on Uh, how to craft the perfect tweet, for example. So do I use that on a day-to-day basis? It's hard to tell. Obviously, you know, it it, it all adds to your perspective. I'll say that. Um, In OCAD, I did learn, you know, about process as well, right? And, um, you know, every instructor kind of had their own process that they want you to follow um, or instructions or rules. But, you know, really, that's just a taste of what it's like working uh, with a client and working with a brand where they have corporate standards uh, that you need to work with. So um, that's essentially what I do take away from school in the everyday, uh, in my everyday life um, running this agency. Now, to answer the question, do you need a degree <laughs> uh, or, or a diploma or certificate in, you know, in design or in, or in your um, particular field? Um, obviously not. There's tons of uh, entrepreneurs and artists and creatives who you know, don't have a, an official certification in anything. Um, but really, it's about their process and their practice that uh, gets them to where they want to go. Meetings. What are two things you bring to every meeting? Obviously, there's a difference between, you know, meeting with uh, your team versus meeting with a client or a prospect or something like that. Um, But for me, I usually bring my notebook and a pen. Uh, I have to have my phone or computer to be able to reference stuff. 
Um, that's really, really important for me um, because, again, when I have so many projects going on, um, I need to be able to keep track of everything. And, and I also like to show a lot of examples. So I'll, I'll, you know, I'll pull up either work we've done or more commonly I'll Google examples of uh, what brands are doing and showcase, you know, what's happening uh, live in the world of, of social media, for example. And so, yeah, I would say, you know, notebook, uh, and uh, you have to group a pen with that. You can't just bring a notebook. And the second item would be my laptop or my phone. You know, seems super obvious, but um, that's pretty much it. If you had to add one more thing, I would say business card uh, because that does often get asked for and it is always awkward when you don't have a business card, especially if you are a creative uh, or designer, people do expect you to, to have a great card. Um, and it, it's a missed opportunity if you don't have one. It's always nice when you can exchange cards and it acts as a physical reminder to contact that person um, later on. Resources. What are some of your favorite go-to blogs, resources, other than, of course, your own companies or clients? So I consume a huge range of content um, on a regular basis um, to keep updated and inspired and informed, uh, both from a business owner perspective on the entrepreneurship side and on the creativity side uh, in the marketing uh, world. So one of those sources is Adweek. Um, I'm a subscriber to Adweek. So they have several different newsletters that they send out every single week um, about what's happening in the agency world, what, you know, who, uh, which clients have, you know, done some incredible campaigns or have switched agencies, you know, things like that. Um, there's also some, some great ideas and tips there about the agency world. You don't have to subscribe, but there are uh, there's there's a ton more content you can get when you subscribe and, and all the newsletters. Um, another continuous source that I uh, I'm looking at through social media is Gary Vaynerchuk. He obviously Gary V. Uh, if you know me at all, you you definitely know that um, I'm a fan of Gary. Um, he runs a very large agency and invests in tons of businesses. So he's, he has a, lo- a really wide, uh, you know, depth of experience and, and breadth of experience in entrepreneurship and business and marketing and strategy. Uh, and there's a few different reasons I follow him. One is just for that constant uh, reminder to, to hustle, work hard, not make excuses, things like that. And the other is those real life uh, situations that he provides tips on and insights on um, both for his own life and some of the really awesome people that he interviews on his show. Um, So those are, I guess, two main resources, Adweek and Gary Vee.
All right. What is the best natural skill not taught in school that has been beneficial to you throughout your career? I'm not too sure if it's a skill, um, but I would say that optimism uh, is a huge one. I I don't know if it's optimism alone or if it's... um, if it's optimism and a bit of positivity and uh, idealism, I would say. So a lot of times, instead of getting uh, caught up in the individual issues or the, let's say, you know, massive barriers or, or even even those, those tiny barriers that you um, can think of for every idea or every project or every business... For me, I don't let that stop me from actually coming up with the idea and taking the first few steps of the idea. Obviously, I'm going to be faced with some challenges and stuff to address. Um, but the most important thing is that I, I'm able to just go with it. I'm able to actually move forward and suggest these ideas. A lot of people hold back from even mentioning an idea that they think would work sorry, mentioning a great idea because they don't know if it would work. And, uh, I think a natural skill for me is, is just to straight up, uh, see these ideas and and these opportunities and say, and just straight up suggest them. Um, sometimes it'll happen where I suggest, uh, an idea or a solution and, and, and immediately someone says, well, how would we do that? It's like, well, it's not about how you would do it at this moment. It's first about acknowledging that if is this a solution that we would like to pursue? Uh, is this something that we would consider? Would we be happy if this worked? If the answer is yes, then you can look into pursuing it or how it will work, right? Um, and I think that has been a great asset to my own entrepreneurship um, career, also in the whole nonprofit world, you know, a ton of that is based on idealism and optimism and, and just going for it and, and hoping, um, you know, using hope and, and positivity and assuming that things will work out because they should. Um, and, and then putting all your time and energy behind that. So again, optimism, positivity, um, most importantly, just not seeing the downsides, uh, and letting that crush your ideas and potential. And finally, the last question is, how do you stay unique um, and competitive in a crowded industry. And I actually just made a video about this on Not Creative Group's YouTube channel. But in the context, again, of, of an agency world, um, it is a very, very, very crowded marketplace. You have at the top end, you know, massive agencies that the Fortune 500 companies use and those ad agencies, then you have uh, middle-sized communications and design studios who are, you know, executing work, coming up with cool things. 
um, doing a lot of one-off projects as well. Then you have freelancers, you know, some top-end freelancers that are full-time doing really great work. And then you have uh, a huge marketplace of people that are just, you know, I don't know know exactly how they're able to uh, to run this, but um, using sites like Upwork and Fiverr where they're doing work for very, very, very cheap and, and underpricing, undervaluing um, the work and the skills that are required. And then you also have students who are looking for experience that don't necessarily have their pricing uh, up to industry levels. And so who are you competing with? Well, obviously as, as a you know small agency, we're not competing with um, the massive, uh, you know, $200 million a year agencies that are working with the biggest brands in the world. We're not competing for their business, but, and we're also not competing um, with the business that a, you know, $20 logo designer on Fiverr would be looking for. Um, however, there's a lot of uh, agencies that are similar to us. And, and like I said, some of those projects um, can go to larger freelancers, uh, more established freelancers and strategists. And so the competition for us, we don't, we don't focus on that. What we focus on is coming up with a process and an offering that we're super comfortable with, that we know that we can best serve our clients for. Uh, for example, we do not specialize in uh, some of the aspects of digital marketing, such as you know pay-per-click advertising. Um, we don't specialize in something like e-commerce and optimizing that. But we do specialize in branding and content creation for social and design. And so we're able to leverage that, use our strengths, not compete on anything and everything, A. B, not compete on price. When you compete just on price, you start to undervalue your work. And the ultimate goal of competing on price is that, you know, who gets to zero the fastest, right? Who can give the lowest price? Uh, and that's not great because you're going to go out of business in the end. Um, and and staying unique, what we do is we host events. We attend a ton of industry events um, in the startup space, uh, in the entrepreneurship community, in the nonprofit space. Um, there, there's a ton of conferences and events. We have booths at those events sometimes. Sometimes we're sponsors, we're partners. We also um, partner with a number of organizations uh, and nonprofits. Um, that is part of our brand. That that helps us to stand out, and people can see the work that we are doing and our values. And uh, and lastly. just wanted to add one more point there about you know staying unique and competitive in a crowded industry and uh, what we do as an agency and that is uh, in our content that we put out so we have a few different um, formats we have our vlog uh, that we occasionally put out we have a bunch of stuff that we have put on IGTV on Instagram Uh, we have our Instagram stories content we have 
our blog posts um, that we make. We do, you know, for example, the podcast that we're listening to, we, we, you know, make a list and share that on social. Um, and and uh, when we go on trips and we go to New York and we travel and we specifically create content, and we interview people and, and, and put this all together. This is all helping us to be unique show who we are, show our brand, show what we uh, think about and believe in. And ultimately, um, there's too many businesses that <laughs> that are just not uh, creating content or posting. And so that definitely helps us to um, stand out in that work. Uh, it's not just about posting on social media. It's what you're posting and, and how you're engaging. So just wanted to add that final point. So if you made it this far in the podcast, hopefully you've gotten some type of uh, value or, or advice or something to think about in your business um, or if you're considering the agency world, um, hopefully that's a little bit of insight into what it's like. Um, also, just from a business perspective, uh, I do have a, a lot of other podcasts about entrepreneurship and the agency world. Uh here on this podcast if you would like to see some more or some posts that i've written um, about these topics you can go to my website danielfrancavilla.com where you can link out to my blog company website social media anything like that feel free to reach out on there if you do have any questions thanks so much for listening really appreciate it